This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, Bart? It's the Full Nightly Podcast. <laughs> oh yeah nice soccer podcast i'm gregor he's brandon <laughs> and we hate you <laughs> oh. uh, do us a quick solid and click on through to apple podcasts uh, and give us a definitely five star rating <laughs> but i honestly i forgive you if you don't <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> but primarily, leave us a comment with what you think I said. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I'll tell you right now. It's far to f- <laughs> I forgot to mark it when I said it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's right at the beginning, so I marked mine. <laughs> we just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, from Nico Ladero to Juanico Waladero. I'm going to win. <laughs> he, he did win. <laughs> I'm going to score a banger. <laughs> Undefended from 35 yards. Uh, this week, the League's Cup semifinalists, very important title, Seattle Sounders FC take on the starts like a squeak, ends like a swamp, Fartland Timberwolves. <laughs> Thanks for the correction on that. That was good. I hate, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Full90podcast.com for all of our super hot links, including all of our OnlyFans' uh, really spicy action. It's really <laughs> super dirty. It's. it's... I don't, what is going on? Why, why is this podcast off to such a terrible, weird start? We haven't done it in a while. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which, hey, hey, you know what? Not for free. It's you can find that content on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, uh, yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, I don't remember the last time we actually podcast or what we said or what happened. So. I just remember that we said that uh, 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 Raul Ruiz Diaz was the Peruvian Batman. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> so who do we have any idea who Peruvian Catwoman would be? <laughs> That's the <laughs> oh, good question. Somebody I don't know that any out other Peru, Peru Peruvians? <laughs> Perus? I don't, I don't know any other Perus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a fruit. Like oh, this is a delicious Peru. <laughs> anyway, uh, last night uh, in real time here. Last night was the Seattle Sounders League's Cup. Quarterfinal against uh, a team that the Sounders last face beat badly. Not badly, they beat uh, Tigres, a team out of Monterey, Mexico. They were back for another ass whooping, and boy, was it fun to watch. That was a fun match. A better to closer to full strength Seattle Sounders FC taking the field. That was neat. Uh, Ariaga was Ariaga ing out there. The commentary no, was. No, thing. no. No. I feel like he's always Wariaga. <laughs> Wariaga. Wariaga. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> when, uh, when he hits you with the red shell, it's no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get him a mustache. Let's get him a mustache. Come on. <laughs> But it's not even twirly, and it's not even big. It's just one of the ones that goes. It's just like it's uh, uh, what do you a zigzag, a zigzag mustache. Yeah, perfect. Like he's been electrocuted. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> All right. So last night, seriously, the last night's match, incredible. You got your hands up. Are you under arrest? Are the cops I, at your house? I walked into that match thinking. Uh, bloodbath, right? Bloodbath, uh, right? Bloodbath. Well, no, not even that. It's like this is a uh, something for a tournament that I don't care about, and I walked out of it thinking. I care so much that the Sounders just walloped on a Mexican team, and I hope that they win this whole damn thing. <laughs> to be fair, they had players with triple digits on the field, which is a thing that um, I guess that's more common in other leagues. I think you've spoken about this before, where yeah. in other leagues, your kind of juniors will play in the triple digits, and I don't know why, but that's like a thing. I think it saves, like, say if you get a Lionel Messi who goes to your club, and you would usually put your um, your your youth your youths in numbers that you know typically aren't your one through twenty four uh, roster yeah. spots, right? Because those are the more desirable numbers, and then you you put them in like number fifty six or number yeah. sixty nine, obviously. <laughs> um, and then you have some of the higher numbers, like ninety nine, like maybe eighty, or or some of the higher numbers that are more unique uh, that some players will come in and want to take now. It seems like in some other leagues, what they'll do is they'll leave one through 99 open to anybody. Because if, if a Lionel Messi comes and he wants that number 30, like he did at PSG, he gets that number 30, right? I don't think he wanted 30, dude. <laughs> well, he was offered number 10 and he didn't take it, according to reports. He, oh, really? Ne- Neymar, his buddy, offered him the number 10 and he said, uh, you know, I you're my, you're my friend. You've been at this club for a lot longer than me. Like you keep the number ten. Number thirty is what Messi wore when he first came to Barcelona. So uh, he's just re- returning to that number. Is there a number that really signifies f- you? Because that's what he should have worn. <laughs> uh, uh, four three. That's the. That's what I'm going to say. Four three. Okay. I don't. I don't understand, but I'm in. Uh, four, the number of letters in, f- and oh, yeah. three, the number of letters in you. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. 
cool. At least yeah. it's not like T9 where it's like, a, it's like an 11 digit. <laughs> uh, dude, I, so my dead dad, I have a cell phone, right? And I'm trying to hack into his Facebook to tell everyone that he died, okay? And uh, he's got a flip phone because he was a million and he didn't want an iPhone and I didn't need him to have it because, my God, what a disaster. So I fire this thing up and I have to send a text to Facebook to prove that, like, me trying to get in is like a legit thing or confirm, confirmation. I have to use T9. And, like, you might not even be old enough to have ever used Oh, T9. I have. I definitely okay. did, yeah. Yeah, it's like a – it was horrible, first of all. Like, the, the amount of texting I do to avoid talking to people is crazy. And to have to, like, type out, like, simple words, I'm like, what is this? Who, who came up? This is terrible. I've, I've always said that, like, I thought that our generation would be the generation that uh, adapts to new technology so quickly that – no matter, like you know, you know, our parents have such a whole uh, a hard time adjusting to to new tech, right? Because they just did. Yeah, well, <laughs> your parents, <laughs> my parents are just bad at it. Um, <laughs> sorry, mom, I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> so, but I always thought our generation. But I'm at the point now where every time a new thing comes out, I'm like, I really just I I can't be bothered with it, and I just realize it's not because they aren't good at it it's just because they're tired of like i've learned so much i don't want to learn any more things my brain is so full of other things i can't learn more things let me tell you dude just wait till you have a child that you have to like keep alive and then also try to stay up with trends it's just uh i was on a conference call today and it was like with the sales staff and all these people and my buddy bryce is on there too and afterwards i called him up and he was like it's so funny that now you lead in a meeting with hey i'm gregor I'm a dad. I'm, and he was like, you, your first thing you said was, I'm a dad. That's who you are now. You're a f- dad first before you say anything else. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? I suck. <laughs> like, Ugh. Well, speaking of learning new things, I didn't yeah. want to learn anything about this League's Cup. No, I still don't know barely anything. I think the way that you qualify in air quotes for this tournament <laughs> is to be the best four teams that didn't qualify for the CONCACAF, Cup of CONCACAF Cup Champions League. Okay. So the Sounders and four other bozos in MLS are playing Tigres and four other bozos, or I guess five other bozos from uh, three other bozos. I'm Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bozos. <laughs> Sorry, it's just stuck in my uh, head. And so you basically have just like, uh, I think Liga MX, who is in their preseason at the moment, or they're in the offseason. This is kind of like a, a warm-up tournament for them. It's basically trying to make a way for the Sounders, who would traditionally play two or three friendlies uh, you know, throughout the year, into something that's like, well, at least these friendlies could culminate in a trophy, which will ultimately just be being played between two of the Liga MX teams. <laughs> so weird, dude. I don't understand. Like... Uh, there must be a paycheck involved in it, right? There well, must there be is. Yeah, there's a of. there's a financial reward if you're the team that wins, and then there's a really stupid looking trophy uh, as well. We're not going to post it because it is just like so stupidly <laughs> ugly. That said, you go into this match, and that match was fun. I watched yeah, the whole dang fun. thing. I I thought it was very very fun. All I was hope all I was expecting is the best and the worst of Concacaf, right? Like just ridiculous things. But every single time Tigres has come up to the U.S. to play against Seattle, Seattle just does something ridiculous. You have the year where Jimmy Traore and DeAndre Yedlin both scored like ridiculous bangers from deep, <laughs> and then and then you have this match where Raul Ruiz Diaz drops a panenka on uh, on the goalkeeper during his penalty kick. You had 
got Nico Ladero. You had Freddie Montero score a goal, uh, which is basically Seattle playing Tigres 10 years ago. And then you had Nico Ladero walking the ball from his own half, undefended, the best player probably in MLS, walking the ball all the way to the top of the 18 and just being like, I guess I'll shoot if nobody else is going to do anything. And then and then just curling it into the top left corner in his like one of his first matches back from not playing for months. Uh, shame on that goalkeeper, right? Like he had nothing but a total view of it the whole way. Like his, I don't, I don't actually blame him, but yeah. The the Tigers defenders were just like, "Bet you won't." He's like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> hold on, let, let me just get my feet sorted out." Okay, now I'll do it. You guys ready? <laughs> yeah, it's uh pathetic. Dude. Now I'm looking at the League's Cup bracket. I didn't realize that it's it's literally just eight teams. Yeah, they call it the quarterfinals, but there is no like the qualification is just being one of the four second best teams in MLS or in in, in League MX. Yeah. So you have these four teams from the from the US who jump into this this tournament. The Sounders win their match three nothing. Sporting Kansas City loses six to one. <laughs> they got a touchdown scored on them by a team from a country that doesn't even know what a touchdown is. <laughs> oh, the NFL is big in Mexico, buddy. No, uh, I know. Still- they have those big games in Mexico City every year. They're very cool. Uh, New York City, NYCFC is the only team left to pull. No, Orlando. No, also. Orlando this also, is, yeah. Uh, this is wacky, dude. I don't – I can't believe it's only an eight-team tournament. We're supposed to get excited about it. I It was exciting, but it's very baffling uh, to me. On the other end of it, uh, with no Open Cup this year, there is no secondary tournament for the Sounders to be playing in. Um, and then – you play three games and you have a chance to win a trophy. So uh, it's like it's like the Desert Diamond Cup of international competitions. It's like you Everyone don't care about middle. it unless you Tucson. win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it was a fun time though, and it was fun to see, like you said, Nico Ladero come out there and get a good shift in. It was fun to see uh, Raul, excuse me, Raul Ruiz Diaz and Christian well, Dan. I give myself so I give myself so much crap when I listen to our podcast when I listen to it back because I'm a narcissist and like to hear myself talk uh, yeah. when I listen to our podcast back and I hear myself say uh, slip of the tongue Raul, uh, Raul Roldan Christian Roldan instead of Christian Roldan which is apparently the way that you're supposed to say it I'm like Brandon come on man you need to you need to say it right you need to say it right then you go on to the to the listen to this League's Cup broadcast with uh, Sebastian Salazar and Hurt Gomez, and they overemphasize almost every single player's name. <laughs> and, then, and then they say Christian Roldan. <laughs> it's uh first of all, he's a Salazar that I like better than the referee. So that's obviously, one, that's points in his credit. It was um it was interesting that when you told me that everyone was so in love with how chummy the guys were in the broadcast booth, because I was like pulling my, I, I started off watching it in Spanish and was like, well, this is fine, I guess. I would hope that they would broadcast this in English since they're trying to make a big deal out of it being Mexico and the US. You know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> come, on, come on, Baxter. <laughs> Luckily, Brandon with the save telling me that it was also on ESPN. Weird that when I searched for it on my Xfinity, it served me up the Spanish language one and not the English language one, but that's fine. Um, after a few minutes of watching the English language one, I was like, uh, I might go back to Spanish. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, it, but 
Yeah. It was a torn. The, the commentary review was torn. It, they are chummy and they were fun, and I do appreciate how they seem like friends that are having a fun time doing that. As a guy who has done that myself with my friend, Manly yeah. and I were able to have a good time sounding terrible, and whatever, I would do it a hundred times again, so... It was fun. Like, Hurt Gomez uh, was tweeting during the match at people who were criticizing him or telling him that they liked him. He, you'd, like, hear him say something live on the broadcast and then see, literally within one minute, a tweet from him. So, <laughs> apparently ESPN not paying Hercules Gomez enough. What I did like from having Herc on the broca- broadcast was the fact uh, bro- that... I prefer broadcast. Broadcast. Bro- <laughs> I mean, really, that's what this is. Uh, what I liked from having Hercules on the broadcast was that he... Uh, he, having played for the Sounders and having played under Brian Schmetzer and having won an MLS Cup with this team in 2016, has a lot of insight into this team, into playing with Nico Ladero, into playing with a lot of those guys. So for the first time in an international match between the Sounders and a Mexican team, it kind of felt like a Sounders, like a pro Sounders broadcast. So it was actually, I kind of did enjoy that part of it. You didn't have to have, <laughs> like for once, you didn't have to have Marcus Hanneman being like, well, we and us when he's talking about the Sounders. You just had Hurt Gomez talking about how good the Sounders are because they are. Yeah, uh, uh, they put on quite a show. It was not a stretch, like you say. Like it's, uh, I totally forgot that he played for Seattle, so that's also um, shame <laughs> on me. But yeah. well, <laughs> the the one thing though, I can't forgive him or or Sebastian Salazar or whoever it was that said it is that at one point. They're talking about Jordan Morris, talking about how crazy it has been playing on the team, how um, how he's been injured, and how it is amazing that as a local kid, it is cool that he plays for this team. And they started, player. yeah, they started talking about uh, Mercer Island, which is where Jordan Morris grew up. It's where he probably still currently lives, uh, maybe with his family. No, he's married now. He probably lives with his wife. Anyway, Mercer Island. The name, Mercer Island, they were wondering, is Mercer Island on the water? (laughs) And then he kind of caught himself and he was like, well, I mean, I guess it's probably on the, it's probably on the water. That was kind of a dumb question. And I was like, no, you know what? It could be like a traffic island. (laughs) Welcome to Ohio Island. (laughs) So maybe, I mean, there is a lot of traffic on Mercer Island, but maybe Jordan Morris just grew up homeless, (laughs) standing in the middle of a freeway. (laughs) Not in Mercer Island, dude. No, definitely not in Mercer <laughs> no, Island. No, no, they, they don't tolerate that at all. They kick those people out. <laughs> Dr. Morris is like, sorry, kid, <laughs> hit the bricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, what, I, I struggle with this. In the match itself, there was a guy who kept flopping around. I don't even remember his name. Quinones, I think. Quinones, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I struggle with this because it's never nice to make fun of somebody for things that are out of their control. You know, some people, um, I can't think of a good example right now of like, like uh, the, the former president. It's really fun to make fun of him because he dyes himself orange and you're like, well, you're an idiot. You look like an idiot. And that's a choice you're making. Someone who is bald making fun of them for being bald is not cool because usually that's not by choice. And so, like, don't do that. There is the rare occasion where choice and nature meet. And it was with that Quinones <laughs> guy because I've never seen a guy 
as cocky about ha- um, his hairstyle for having such a receding hairline, and I couldn't stop looking at it. And I'm not trying to be rude because my hair looks stupid too. Don't get me wrong, but my God, you're really leaning into it. It's just it's the fact. It's not the fact that he has a receding hairline. No, of course it's not. The, it's the fact that he decides to then accentuate that receding hairline with very blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Sadio Mane does it in in the Premier League on Liverpool, right? He yeah. he has a kind of weird hairline, and he does all sorts of cool things with his hair, and maybe it's kind of being like you know what i'm gonna work with what i got while i got it so maybe sure. there's a little bit of that but that guy also sucked not sadio mane quinones Quin- <laughs> quinones yeah he kept, he kept trying to dive for the pk call and it was such he should have been carded for that don't opinion. you think you you do that a certain amount of times like it literally every time he got near the box he yeah. would fall even when it probably would have behooved him to continue to try to make the play because it would have put pressure on the Sounders defense, a lot more of his guys to get up. He just continued to like flop. And at some point you're like, Hey, that might've actually been a penalty, but you've already discredited yourself for the first, you know, 60 minutes of this game. Yeah. Terrible, terrible. And like, as soon as I see someone continue to do that and have that, those choices that he's making, I'm like, Oh dude, you're fair game now at this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I just, I'm going to think about that guy forever. In the tig- That's what I'm going to take away from Tigress, is that guy's <laughs> So we do have to talk about a couple things. How am I doing that? Oh my gosh, I'm looking on our work. I just found a new little uh, hotkey on accident on our Google Doc. Look at this. I don't know if you can see where I'm at, but look at this. I can't see where you're at. You're uh, in, oh, look at you. You're uh, typing in. Uh, you're typing the Delta variant right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I don't know how I'm doing that. <laughs> no wonder it's spreading so fast. People keep accidentally discovering it on their keyboard. Um, he scores virus, when buddy. he's tired. He scores when he's tired. <laughs> Freddie Montero, he scores when he's tired. <laughs> what Was he tired? The last two matches that Freddie Montero has played in and scored for the Seattle Sounders... He gets subbed off immediately. So I feel like he has this like coded conversation with Brian Schmetzer that's like, uh, you know, no, most players will look to the bench and they'll do the little finger thing that yeah, says, yeah. hey, I, I'm ready for a sub. I'm injured. I'm tired or whatever. <laughs> they just like do a little finger thing. Freddie Montero just scores a goal and Brian Schmetzer's like, oh, he must be tired. He's got to come off. Uh, and both times it's for Nico Ladero. So. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think Ken Griffey Jr. had like a signal that was like, hey, I'm going to go catch a nap in the clubhouse? Or yeah. is that like a... Yeah, he would hit a home run and then he'd be like, all right, I'm going to go sleep. He was not hitting home runs. <laughs> not at that, that point. Not at that no, point. No, 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 no. Ah, he struck out three times? <laughs> That's <laughs> hey, a signal. Hey, if I gained... be in the clubhouse. <laughs> Maybe not making fun of people for things that they can't control. But hey, if I gain three pounds in the next inning, that means that I, I got to go take a nap. <laughs> Well, now this podcast is just fat shaming. Amazing. Here we go. Fat, fat hand hair shaming, okay? <laughs> hey, I noticed something from the sideline. I didn't see all match. Uh, Gonzalo Pineda wasn't out there hus- yelling and hustling and, oh, and getting boy. animated. What's going Pe- on? People were mad at me on Twitter last night because <laughs> somebody else made that uh, that same comment, that same discovery. No uh, way. Sa- Sounder at heart was like, Gonzalo Pineda is not on the sideline. Now, there have been rumors swirling, and apparently Gonzalo Pineda is a frontrunner for the new and vacant Atlanta United head coaching position. Gonzalo Pineda, as an assistant coach for the Sounders, has been amazing, biding his time most likely until he can get a head coaching position somewhere else. He's been listed as a name in a lot of open positions. Now, he's gone on the sideline. Somebody made that... uh, that acknowledgement and i tweeted out that gone would you say that he is gone zo 
and there was a lot of dude too soon we're super sad about this and hey i get it gonzalo pineda was one of my favorite players when he was a sounder so i am not happy to see him gone um but uh good for him to go to to go get that kind of job and he can't sit i mean he might want to be the head coach of the seattle sounders uh but he can't sit and wait for brian schmetzer who's having uh, obviously the best probably one of the best seasons in sounders history uh and and of his career most likely uh to 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 bide until he maybe retires so uh like schmetz could coach for another 10 years so who knows how long it could be until pineda could take that job and you always want to see that the caliber of the coaching staff can move on to do other things because it's not just the head coach that's doing such a great job. It's that he's creating the next generation of awesome head coaches as well. Um, I Once upon a time, I got to go down to the pitch side for whatever reason. The sounders were being cool. And the uh, team was warming up, and we were watching. It was when Stephen Fry was pretty new, and he looked like real shaky out there warming up. And Pineda went running by, and I like, all right, Gonzo. And he stopped, and he was like, hey, man, thanks. And I was like, I don't know what to do right now. I was just being supportive, and now we're talking. And he was like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> did, you, did you say those things out loud? Hey, I wasn't expecting you to acknowledge me. I don't actually want to talk to you. I just want to do that thing where I yell at you, and you just kind of wave. Why have I started taking off my pants? Huh? <laughs> this is not the appropriate response. <laughs> Anyways, well, who, anyone who's had a child knows that that will sometimes just happen and melt down. <laughs> the kids yeah. just like take off their pants. Yeah, they start taking their clothes off when they get super frustrated. It can be very embarrassing if you're in the wrong location. Okay, don't <laughs> right, Brandon, taking keep notes. Keep an pants eye out off. for pants. Pants. Okay, pants. Okay, great. <laughs> just wait till. Just wait till if you have a boy. Wait till the child says to you, declares to you, "My wiener is up in public." <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a friend who told me about his first experience with that. And he said that he... He uh, remembers? As a kid, he went... Well, the first time that he does remember it happening, he walked up to his dad and said, Dad, look. And his dad dad just goes, Huh, that's weird. And just walked away. (laughs) Now your friend is a sexual deviant. Yeah, he has some complex around his penis, so it's great. Join the line, kid. (laughs) Hoping Um, that two new sounders don't have a complex about their wieners. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to wieners and sounders, I I have one more question just based on the broadcast from this. uh, What's his name? Salazar kept going on and on and on about how Nico Lodero, or Juanico Walodero, is the greatest sounders player in the franchise history. And I immediately get chuffed about that because I I don't like when... Something like a current something is the best ever. I don't know why. I just like it's like when someone asks me what my favorite band is. I'm never going to be able to answer that question because I like ten bands so much. And so to pick one is really hard. Is Nico Ladero the best player in Sounders franchise history? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think that uh, he immediately made the team leaps and bounds better when he came on uh the in 2016 he led the sounders to an incredible comeback in the second half of the season to the mls cup uh final which they won um he has consistently played at that level or higher since then scoring goals setting up goals uh 
just doing everything on the field. Now, I, I, I think you could argue for a lot of other players. You could say that Freddie Montero has a case, given his his only few years with the Sounders uh, early on, right? You could say that Clint Dempsey, who has only just been surpassed as the leading goal scorer in club history by Freddie Montero, uh, ha- even has a case for that. Ozzy Alonso, obviously, yeah. uh, played for so long and so well at such a high level for this club. But did he have the impact that led this team to two trophy, two MLS Cup trophies uh, in that amount of time? Yes, there's Open Cup trophies that have been won, and there's a Supporter Shield that's been won. But uh, I think Ladero has gotten this team closer to that pinnacle more often than not. More importantly, the MLS Cup that they lost in Toronto, they lost it because Toronto figured out how to shut him down. Mm-hmm. His absence on the field that night was a bigger loss than uh, it was an equally big loss to the contributions he made elsewhere. Now, I think that there are just looking at last ne- last night's match and the run of form that the Sounders have had recently in league play, not been great, right? Looking at last night's match, having a fully fit Christian Roldan back on the field, having yeah. Nico Ladero come back in, Roldan. Christian Roldan changed that, changed the way that the Sounders play yeah, completely, sure. right? Absolutely changed it. He's running up and down the field. He's challenging for balls. He just, like, every time I saw him do something, I was like, oh my gosh, like, he is just an incredible, like, how is he not playing in Europe or anywhere else other than, like, like thankful that he isn't, right? Because he's such a good player. As soon as Nico Ladero came on the field, he took that to an even higher level. Uh, he's like, he, the way that he came in and started making passes that it like at one point he made a pass toward goal. Uh, he received the ball at the top of the box and he played this like really silky smooth through ball toward goal. And Raul Diaz looked like he hadn't been receiving those types of passes in four months because he hasn't been because Nico Ladero hasn't been there. I think if as soon as those two guys are, are vibing after Nico Ladero has a few more games under his belt, like that, that pass ends up in a goal every single time. Like as soon as those two, two get back on the same uh, level and, and Raul Ruiz Diaz starts to be like, Oh, I'm not waiting for like Will Bruin hold up play to maybe end up in a ball at my feet. Uh, like that's what Nico Ladero brings to the team is that he just can do so much and so well. I would argue that the beginning of the season Christian Roldan was as important as Ladero has been this season. Um, or he, This season, Christian Roldan has been as important as Ladero has been in other seasons, that he was like so clutch. And when he was gone for a month, the, Seattle really felt that. You could see how now they don't have anybody doing that. And so Roldan might be that, might, it might be just a step down from that top class that is, um, that is Ladero, but like not by much. He's, he's such a driver in this team. Still Ladero better. Um, if if Roldan spends his whole career with Seattle yeah. and, and which he's a young guy still, right? Um, he might reach that echelon. I would say that he's already in the Ozzy Alonso echelon as far as like in the talks of one of the best sounders of all time. Yeah, right? you put him in your best eleven for sure. the sounders of all time. A hundred percent. I th- yeah. I still think Nico's the top. Um, not that these like. As I've been saying to a lot of people recently, my opinions about anything don't change anything about anything. So, uh, but but I still think that most people, MLS included, I would say Nico Ladero isn't just one of the best sounders of all time, but one of the best players in MLS of all time. Oh wow, Uh, yeah, you kind of said that at the top. Uh, Another player that I would put into the contention that doesn't get mentioned by anyone ever is Stephen Fry. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean that hand of God and the uh, whatever they called that that save that he made in. Um, MLS Cup was bonkers and then the consistency and to be overlooked 
year after year for being having the best goalkeeping numbers for some reason. It's very, it's very odd. Um, and then uh, the important part for Ladero that I think puts him at the top of this list probably is that he's not playing Dempsey style where he shows up and and what do you call that? Like sunsets his career in Seattle. He's playing his prime here. And so for him to be here at his best and for hopefully to stay until he does retire or returns home for the last couple seasons and, and sunset somewhere else, that's the the big impact. I think even with like Rui Diaz, if you get him to stay for a while, that's, he's another really important player that doesn't do as much all over the field but is in his prime and says a lot about the health of the club and of the league as well. I think it's really interesting. I don't know anything about like the – complexities of this or whatever but josh Sargent, the u.s uh national team player signing to norwich everyone's real excited about that and i'm like oh that's kind of disappointing i feel like if if he gets as much i again i don't know a whole lot about him but like if you're looking at pulisic that's playing for chelsea that's a, a significant step higher than norwich who could be around for one season and then go back down like the odds say statistically over the years that that is what will happen is that he'll end up back down in the championship again. And I, I don't I don't know if it's better that he's playing for Norwich than – he was at Werder Bremen. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before. I, I don't know the answer to that, but I was, like, really surprised to see that too. That's un, unrelated. Sorry, just a tangent that I had written down. So. Yeah, but but if I saw – like, it's when Jordan Morris got went on loan to Swansea and Perfect. not some Premier League club, for instance. Yeah. Uh, or or if, Christian, yeah, if Christian Roldan were to uh, – well, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't signed by a Premier League club at Striker. He was signed by Swansea, a championship club. Uh if Christian Roldan were to go do the same thing, I'd say, dude, your ceiling is so much higher than that. Oh, I disagree. If Christian Roldan made it to a championship squad that was fighting to be promoted, I think that's right where he's at. I think that Roldan is not a Premier League level player. I think he's a guy that grows with the team into the Premier League and then has a chance to show off. He's like a bench player for a Premier League team in the bottom half of the table Hmm. Um, because he's not. Pulisic is a whole, or Pulisic. He's a freak of nature. Yeah, he's just like another level better than most of the other players on the U.S. men's national team. Roldan is that second U.S. men's national team wave of people. I argue that he should be in the first. Yeah, I think making his case used. in the Gold Cup and and in the and in the Nations League. Which wait, we we now have the Nations League, the League's <laughs> Cup, the I, Major League Soccer Soccer dot com dot com. <laughs> Cool. Uh, speaking of Josh Sargent getting signed somewhere else, we have a couple signings for Seattle that I just want to touch on really quickly. Uh, one of them, some French lad, and the other one, um, I don't even remember. Oh, so oh, the Brazilian. Yeah. Chu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What so do you know about him? Leo Chu, or Leo Chu, uh, signs for Brazil uh, from uh, a team called Grêmio. And he, I think, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I'm going to assume it's that. Uh, every time I read it, I'm like, Grimace? Oh, no, Grêmio, Grêmio. Okay. <laughs> He's he's a uh, a winger. He's a young guy. Uh, Garth Lagerway go he Garth Lager go, Garth Lagerway called him an attacking new who. <laughs> so he's already my new favorite sounder. <laughs> no second favorite second. Come yeah on. yeah okay. Um, it, so he's he's a winger. He's going to be a guy that's hopefully quick. Uh, it, he's like 22 years old. So exciting to start to see the Sounders get some young guys in this club uh, who could who could grow and expand with this team. Untested, unproven, played pretty well uh, for his for his old club. But uh, will be interesting to see how that translates to MLS. The other guy that the Sounders go sign is a little bit less of a of a 
big signing. His name is Nicolas Benazet. He's a French nerd because the dude, uh, his like profile picture is a manga character in a <laughs> Sounders FC jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that's his, awesome his his bio on twitter is manga's addict so the dude is just like a big dweeb just one of us one of us <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. uh, he he comes to us from colorado rapids where he's kind of on the outs with them uh, a lot of people are very underwhelmed by the signing of benazay coming to the sounders but that said, I think the Sounders have done a really good job in the past of like finding players that fit strengths that other teams might not have. Look at, um, you know, Will Bruin wasn't doing too hot with Houston Dynamo anymore. That just could could be because they were Houston Dynamo. But the Sounders go pick up him, Harry Ship, uh, Kellen Rowe. You have like Jimmy, Jimmy Madronda, Madronda yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. all of these players who, who, um, who might not be like they might be passed over for other more talented players on their team, but you know, have a place on the traffic island of misfit toys here in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, you just need depth. That's what you're yeah. talking about. Is is that the Sounders show that they got hurt and had a bunch of guys off in international and suddenly you got a rule fan squad where you're playing a bunch of teenagers on the road for their first for their debuts and hoping that they can shine. And it's you just want some guy that's got a little rust on him so that way he can not rust, but like you don't want him sure. rusty, but you know, you got one a guy that's got a little wear and tear on him so he knows what it's like to be out there. It's not if he has to be put in in a clutch circumstance, he maybe has been there before. I'd still love to see players like uh, Adeniran from Tacoma Defiance who got a little sure. run out. Uh, I'd still love to see him get some opportunities because I loved what I saw from him in the couple MLS matches he was able to yeah. play. Uh, but I think you're right, like building some depth, building some experienced depth with a guy like Benaze, while you also bring in a young guy like Chu, uh, uh, which, again, the whole Nuhu thing, this guy's last name is Chu? Come on. Come on. He's an attacking choo-choo. So instead of a new who, he's a new choo? Yeah, he's a new choo. Okay. Yeah. The new, the yeah. new, new who choo. The new, new choo. The new who choo choo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Is it the Chu Chu New? All right, big matchup on Sunday. Bartland Timbers hosting Seattle Sounders FC. A um, a chippy affair. These things tend to be after going winless for three. The Timbers finally got three points over against RSL on the weekend. They will, of course, be playing with different 
fuel in that tank because you always get up for a rivalry like this. Pretty crazy that two matches in about three weeks between these two clubs going head-to-head uh, this weekend and then two weekends later doing the opposite here at Lumen Field. That big doubleheader uh, in that two weeks time on on the 29th, that's going to be crazy. I think that the Sounders are going to want to win this one away. I mean, you think about the obvious, they're going to want to win every game, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, But the Sounders having like the the lack, I suppose, of success in the last few league games are going to want to, you know, turn that around. I think running out a starting lineup against Tigres and and dominating that team is – I think Brian Spencer is trying to build momentum to show like, hey, you guys, when you're at full strength, can kick anybody's ass. So get that run out against T-Grace, come right back in, play Portland away, and and do the same thing. And then in two weeks, let's do it again. Getting the road points would be huge, huge to go into their house and shut them up. And the team... Their squad's not great. They've yeah, dealt with some injuries and whatnot, but like uh, Mora was out forever. I think he's back and scoring again, which is good for them. But uh, the idea that you got a Mora, you got a Chara, you got the other Chara, who might actually be missing this match because of a red card from last their last match. Uh, oh, man, I can't remember. I think Diego Chara was down with a red. We should actually know this. Against much. RSL? Yeah, I think that he let... Hold on. Oh, okay, it was San Jose. Never mind. He was so he'll be back. Yeah. So you're talking about a pretty good squad. Uh, it won't feature Ibabasi though. No. So in so the red card that he got against San Jose happened in the same day that the Timbers traded away uh, Ibabasi to <laughs> to San Jose. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't mean to, I, did, I didn't mean to start it. But Jeremy Ibabasi, I think is how you Which say you his meant name. to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Abobasi, that's for all the Abobasi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was was one of their best players this year. I I don't think maybe getting the the playing not playing in the position that he might have preferred. Maybe he asked for the trade or for the transfer. But yeah, he got traded over to San Jose for like fifty thousand dollars in gam, uh, which who know who knows what that means. Maybe it was more. I don't know. But either way, uh, a, a really good player for it's them. Like Twitch not, money. Not yeah, exactly. <laughs> not not going to be on the field for uh, for any future Sounders Timbers matches. That's uh, okay. Well, that's good, good for the good guys then, right? Yeah. Okay, well, um, I don't, I don't know really. I'm, I'm like really struggling with how I see this one going because the Timbers have been such poor form, and you know, sixth in the West to 23 points you have here. That's, that's not great. <laughs> not, like obviously, I don't have to say that, but like Sounders second in the West behind um, uh, Spork in Kansas City. So, and Sounders been looking good all season, and they're coming back full strength on the road. You could possibly see a start from Ladero if he's if he's match fit for it, or maybe sixty minutes out of the front end instead of thirty on the back. Uh, yeah, man, I think this could be so fun. Uh, sixty minutes on the front end and thirty on the back is definitely the name of our next tape on uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> Dude, gross. <laughs> I'm married. How dare you? <laughs> so am I. <laughs> All right, take a look into the Crystal Pepsi ball, the swirling effervescence, and Brandon, tell me what you see for Sunday night's matchup, a 5.30 affair between Fartland and Seattle in Fartland, where it smells like stinky farts. It does. I think the Sounders are going to rock in and just destroy Portland 1-0. to <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm hoping it's off of a goal from Nico Ladero. I, I think that they might be able to score a couple of goals, and I think they're going to need to. They, their defense has been great. The Sounders' defense has been great. Uh, however, they gave up a really crappy goal uh, in their last match uh, against, was that Kansas City that they, they drew 1-1? Uh, either way, they've just had a couple like really crummy games, and so I'm hoping that they rock into this one and are able to pull out a shutout. I'm going to say that Seattle is going to pull a Leon on Sporting Kansas City to Portland, and it's going to be 6-1 Sounders. I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> All right. In case this podcast was too long and you didn't listen, it's too long, didn't listen. You didn't listen because you're not a narcissist like me. <laughs> All right. Too long. Didn't listen. Mercer Island is evidently now waterfront property. <laughs> um, good for them. I I feel like they it's an up and coming neighborhood and and uh, you know it's really really nice that it's starting to be de- gentrified <laughs> by Jordan Morris. <laughs> uh, too long. Didn't listen. Uh, Mercer Island is also the Mercer Traffic Island. One more time. Too long. Didn't listen. More like Mercer Traffic Island of misfit toys. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, which which misfit toy is Jimmy Madronda? <laughs> I, I should go back and watch that movie and, and start assigning sounder in the in the most obscure reference of all time. <laughs> please do, please do that. Great. We'll see how many I understand. Yeah, great. great. Uh, too long, didn't listen. On Sunday, do you start Sissoko or do you get a zigzag wi- uh, mustache and start Wariaga? I'm gonna win. <laughs> it's it's Wavie Hoyaga. No no no. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We do a live show called Nerd Talk Plus every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on the Odyssey app. Download it today and listen to us there. Uh, yeah, thanks. Talk to you next week. Never. Hot rubbish. Hot rubbish.